Abby, do you remember that night? Tell me what happened. We all went into the woods. You and me and Caleb. And then you and me went for a walk together in the woods. After that, what happened after, Abby? We saw something in the trees. We didn't see anything. You were alone. <laughs> Riker, you were there. You were right next to me. Abby, I wasn't there! You were alone. What did you see? I'm moving forward down a path. There's a light, but I can't see past the light. And I'm getting close to something big. It's a shadow, and I can't quite make it out at first. But then I see it. everyone and welcome to a time shifters podcast special edition we got a chance to time shift a little forward in time instead of watching a movie that has long since passed we got to watch a movie before it actually came out (laughs) matt is here with me in studio we watched 2018's rich written and directed by brian cunningham this is sort of a psychological horror film that he's uh putting out there and uh, certainly thank him for uh, providing us with a screener for it. That was It's always nice when, uh, when we get a hold of one of those. Now, I'm familiar with Brian Cunningham from a couple of other films that he's done. Uh, I uh, actually just talked with him about one I reviewed and watched and, and, and interviewed him several years ago for a film called Monsters Wanted, which was a documentary about the um, haunted house industry, in particular the Asylum Scream Park down in Louisville, Kentucky. Great film, highly recommended, a lot of fun. I mean, you have maybe you have an idea what goes on in, in the haunted house industry, but I didn't. And I watched this film, and it was just it was just amazing to me to find out that there's like this entire world that kind of revolves in this industry, which I guess it makes sense. I mean, anything has, I mean, they have shows and conventions and get together and buy and sell goods and like. Never thought of that before. Yeah. <laughs> and here it is. Makes total sense. What kind of strobe light do you use? Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> kind of what thing. it is. Yeah, it is. And uh, so, yeah, really neat film. Another film that just came out a few months ago called Loss Prevention, um, which I got a chance to watch. We didn't get a chance to talk about here on the show, uh, which I enjoyed. It was a good film. It's a fun kind of action comedy and uh, definitely worth checking out. That's available on video on demand now. So... So yes, Wretch is a little little different than both of those. It is a film that I described it on Twitter as being almost there. Yeah. I just really feel like there, there's a lot in this movie that I liked, but I feel like maybe some of the execution, it just wasn't executed well. We, we've talked in the past about low-budget films, independent films, low-budget films, and we really appreciate how the filmmakers can, uh, or when they do a lot with the little that they have. And in doing so, they either get really creative 
or they kind of scale back on the story a little bit to accomplish what they can physically achieve. I think on this one, they did a lot with what they had, but they didn't scale back. It was a really big idea that they kept the really big idea, even though maybe a larger budget would have benefited that idea a little bit more. I think a rewrite would have benefited a little <laughs> bit more. It, Like you said, I, I feel with what they filmed and with what, what's on screen, there's a good movie in there, but you got to cut around a lot to get to that good movie. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it took a really long time for the point to come forward. I felt that the characters just sort of talked in circles over and over and over again. Like I, I kept watching the same scene over again. All right, let's go figure this out. I don't want to talk about it. And then they storm off just to do the same thing eight more times. Mm-hmm. And But there are a handful of really good scenes. My favorite being the one, because you've got the three friends, you've got Caleb, Riker, and Abby, and my favorite is, there's like maybe like 15, 20 minutes left in the movie, and Caleb hears like the knocking at his door, and he picks up his handheld camera, and he just sees like muddy footprints, and then he goes down the stairs, and all of a sudden he hears the noise back up in his apartment, mm-hmm. and he's trying to figure out, and he keeps hearing th- these thuds and these knocks, and that's the first time, like an hour and ten minutes into the movie, that I was like, oh, oh what's happening? <laughs> oh, God. But it took that long. Everything right. else was like, why did I have to slog through all of this unnecessary dialogue to get to this that could have been in the beginning of the movie? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't like the movie open with something like that, with a different character? And then these characters start to go down that path. Yeah, I said it was, it was written and directed by Brian Cunningham. And there are times when I think I like that, when it's written and directed because, you know, you have the writer's vision put on on film or put on screen. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes, and maybe this is the case, you maybe needed someone else to step in and, you know, maybe someone else to do an, an edit. Or someone else to do the directing or something. Just as sort of like, yeah, this is a great idea, but let's just try this. Yeah. There was a lot of good uh, scenes. That was a very good, you know, it was kind of tense, like what's going on. Mm-hmm. They were they kind of built up something real subtle with uh, Caleb. The only time you, all, you saw, you, they would go to Caleb's house constantly, but he'd always meet him on the front stoop. Mm-hmm. I thought, what's going on inside that house? Right. You know, they build that up real subtle. And there is a little bit of a payoff, but I, it wasn't the payoff I was expecting. But it was, you know, there is a payoff. Uh, yeah, we're going to not spoil this. We, you know, if you want to take, you know, go in uh, and seek this out, we definitely want you to watch it uh, somewhat fresh, <laughs> yep. without without any spoils. One thing that really detracted it for me was it starts out looking like it's going to be like a first person. Um, found footage. Found footage. Not It wasn't found footage, but that style. It was all going to be first-person camera angles. And they looked to abandon that idea quick, but they didn't actually abandon the style. Right. And that got, it was like, okay, for a while, you could almost sell it. It was like, okay, the film starts out, and it's the guy's handheld camera, and you see everything through the camera, fine. The guy shuts off the camera, and then the next thing you see is, Someone else's handheld is on his phone or something like that. And there's a lot of scenes in the apartment because this guy's apparently got his apartment wired with webcams or something. It's like, okay, you're seeing all that. But there's a scene when the couple, uh, Caleb and Abby, or not Caleb and Abby, um, yeah, Caleb and Abby, 
sorry, it was at Riker's house, not Caleb's mm. earlier. Uh, Kevin Abner at the grocery store. And he starts out on his phone, but then he puts his phone down, and then suddenly you're watching them from, like, you're spying on them from around the corner of the aisle. Yeah, that's the part that got me, is it, it cuts to, all of a sudden, the third-person right. camera, but shot as though someone's still watching them. Right. Because it's even moving, it's like yeah. someone's spying on them. But I was like, okay, maybe could that be, could have been Riker stalking them. Yep. So you could you could say that a lot of that when you see the two of them together, it's Riker stalking them or whatever. That fine, but then there's those moments at Riker's house where all three of them are together, or or just the two of them. It, it's either Caleb and Riker or it's Abby and Riker, and they're sitting on the step, and the cameras from across the street uh-huh. static. Yep. So who's watching them then? Right. So there are a few other moments like that as well, where it's just like there's no sense for. A camera. There's no place for a camera to be. Why are we seeing this? Mm-hmm. Who's watching them? So yeah, uh, inconsistent. Yeah, a little in, in that incon- way. Yeah, exactly. I kept waiting. This is going to get a little bit spoilery. So if you want to be fresh, pause us. <laughs> <laughs> Go find this, then come back. Yes. But I kept waiting for the movie to kind of head in a completely different direction because of those, like the camera peering around like the corner or like. The camera, like, it was like in the bushes, like trying to look at somebody through the window. I kept waiting for it to be, it's the two guys are messing with her Mm. the entire time. I kept waiting because there are moments in the movie where she's like, it didn't happen that way. And they're like forcing a narrative that she doesn't believe onto her. I'm like, are they trying to push her over the edge? insane for some reason. Right. Right. But it doesn't do, it kept going in that direction. And at the end, it's like, it wasn't that. It was this other thing that we won't mention (laughs) until there's like 15 minutes left. And it was a twist for no point Mm -hmm. other than being a twist. Like, you could have mentioned that thing in the first five minutes. Like, oh, we're going out to these woods. I heard this happens in these woods. That didn't happen at all. Nope. Even though they're not actually in the woods. <laughs> when you can still see sky through the trees, you're not in the woods. <laughs> you're, you're in a wooded area. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I'm assuming most of this was filmed in and around Louisville, uh, like most of his other films. So there's plenty of wooded areas. It's a, it was a park. <laughs> right. It was a park. But they kept acting like, we're going to go deep in the woods and like you know yeah. get high and drunk. And I'm like, I've been in the woods those aren't the woods. You're in a park. <laughs> You're in a park. There's a main road probably 10 feet to the left. <laughs> I still, I wouldn't say avoid the film. I think it's, in, it's an interesting watch. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I think there's definitely people out there that will get a lot out of this film and see a lot of the good that, you know, we've seen in the film too. Um, and maybe there'll be, you know, the director's special edition cut <laughs> we'll come back and trim it out a little bit yeah maybe cut it down it comes in it, it's a full like hour and a half i think hour and it? like 20 some odd minutes like yeah. high 20 some odd like 25 minutes 26 minutes and a little shorter runtime i think would have benefited this made it i mean <laughs> i put on instagram like you could cut 50 minutes out of this movie and tell a really interesting short mm-hmm. like because that's kind of how I felt the concept was. Is somebody came up with a short story idea, yeah, and then just kept stretching it and stretching it and throwing in all of those like repeating scenes, and it's like cut all of that out, tell like a good thirty minute movie 
that makes people go, damn, that a lot happened in 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm out of breath. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could. Yeah. You definitely make this a very intense short film. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. With what's there. Like, yeah. you don't have to reshoot anything. Just cut a lot out of it, mm-hmm. reorder it a little bit, and then you'd be like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Nope, there's a lot that I like, uh, a lot that I kind of don't want to go into too much because it'll it'll spoil some things. But I think they they made the right choice in not showing some things or only sure. showing things in shadows or blurred images um, because probably the budget wasn't there to really do anything convincing otherwise. Mm-hmm. So that was a really smart move. So, yeah, there's a lot of things in this that shows that, that there is a smart filmmaker behind it. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, just... Um, not what I would consider his best work. Sure. Uh, I would definitely recommend go back and watch Loss Prevention. I think it's a, it's a lot more fun. Also, very low budget, but it's an action comedy, so it just kind of works. It's got some fun uh, fun characters and uh, it, it kind of a ridiculous uh, premise that it's just, it makes it a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely go back and, and watch that. And then yeah, monsters want it. Go back and and just watch it. You know, if you don't want a, a a fantasy or a world or whatever, actually want to see a little bit of reality uh, in <laughs> a, the reality of people creating a fantasy world, uh, go and check that out. Absolutely. So go and seek out Wretch. It is available video on demand as of January twenty ninth, twenty nineteen, and look for other films from Thoughtfly Studios. Thanks for listening to this special edition. We'll be back in a few days with a full-fledged episode. Talk to you then. Bye.